lovely listeners. This is episode two on Don't Tell My Grandma, where Juan and I will be discussing ADD and ADHD and its challenges during a time of crisis, which is currently the coronavirus. Living with ADD is something I'm learning to manage personally on a daily basis, so we will discuss some coping methods as well as the challenges ADD has presented in our own relationship. We hope you enjoy listening and welcome any feedback that will help us create valuable content for you in future podcasts to come. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Adventures with Juan and Wendy. Our second episode. Yeah, yeah. very excited. It's really, it's really fun because actually we're recording this a little bit after we like had everything online mm-hmm. and uh, after we finalized our uh, website and posted our very first podcast on our website. Yeah, and we got some feedback from some friends mm-hmm. and it's really encouraging, you know. It is. It's an exciting new step in our lives. Yeah. We feel more confident to now continue doing this and it's a lot more yes. fun. Although we did have a hard time our past two podcasts were kind of a bust. Yeah. But you know, no wasted time. Well, just practice. Our last two attempts to be yes. more precise. But yes. you know, that's just how it is. Usually the people that you follow, the podcast that you enjoy, you don't see those things. The, no. the failures because all that is filtered. Right. This is brand yeah. new to us and it's inevitable that we're going to run into those yeah. days where we're just not feeling what's coming out of our minds (laughs) and hopefully you will notice a significant improvement in quality on this Mm -hmm. one because yeah as we said we're figuring things out and uh, we're working to produce something that is of quality of course and we're really lucky to have you as our tech master to get all of this taken care of and perfected i couldn't do it without you oh I mean, I feel even more encouraged to to work hard on making it as pristine as possible. So let's introduce uh, our episode firstly by saying thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate you being here with us. We hope that you can grab a wine like the one I have. I Let me just say that I feel so sophisticated sitting here at our low table on the ground yes. on our shaggy carpet yeah. with my wine in this very fun Mr. Pickle glass. Oh, yeah. One of it's my favorite even, glasses, actually. It's not even an alcohol glass, but it just makes me happy. Yeah. And we hope that you can grab a cold one or hydrate, do whatever. Whatever while you, you are, Yeah, while you are listening in with us and enjoy the conversation we are about we to want, have. We want you to feel like it's a conversation with your friends because... Yes. Uh, we want to create a community that feels comfortable with what we want to share and feels comfortable sharing and participating. That's right. Firstly, uh, also we want to make sure that we encourage you to visit our website, universally.com. That is universally as you and with one L. Um, Y-O-U. Y-O-U, that's right. And uh, to check... The latest posts that we have published, we are really proud of what we've written and we feel like we are providing a lot of value and we really want you guys to be part of it. So 
share it if you enjoy it and if it's of some value to you guys. And uh, we really hope to see this community keep growing and uh, building something beautiful out of it. Yeah. Great. Thanks for the wonderful intro. Yeah. Um, today we want to talk about something that's very personal to me and to Juan. So right. um, one of us has is diagnosed with ADD. Oh, so, boy, what is that? <laughs> so I'm wondering if um, you could already tell by the second podcast <laughs> who that person is. Yeah. I haven't posted my next post on our website will be about ADD and ADHD, but I haven't posted anything yet. So this might come before the post. But anyways, we want to talk about attention deficit hyperactivity, hyperactive disorder or attention deficit disorder. Right. And I really I first want to say thank you to Juan who has researched, looked into this. And maybe learned a lot I did. about it I did. very recently. It was recently. really interesting topic um, to research. Yeah. Do you want to tell me what is it? What oh, have I don't you feel, learned? I don't feel. I don't feel right saying well, what your topic is about. It's our topic. Okay. Well, basically, ADD is a disorder that it's usually diagnosed in early in your life, right? And uh, deals with attention deficit, as it mentioned, and mm -hmm. hyperactivity. So mm -hmm. usually you have problems concentrating, right. you have problems um, uh, sitting down in a place. Yes. yes. And also it's difficult for you to um, have more than one uh, activity at a time. It's difficult for you to multitask, yes. I would say. Toggle between tasks. That's right. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yes. And these are two different disorders, actually, um, both which are characterized by inattentiveness and distractibility, difficulty controlling emotions. But the difference between the two is the H. So the hyperactive aspect is only prevalent in people who have ADHD. Someone like me, um, someone with ADD doesn't present the hyperactive um, side of the disorder, which means that I'm usually not, I'm not constantly in motion. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking my head off without pausing and just like blabbering on and on. Right. Most usually, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not out of my seat, you know, constantly. So that's yeah. the main thing. Uh, I, I wonder if you've noticed anything in me that kind of seems on the hyperactive side or impulsive side? Well, uh, you are very passionate about stuff and it's difficult to distinguish in between what is like genuine, just part of your personality and what is yeah. a disorder. Yeah. Uh, we have had the privilege to living together for almost a year now yes. and uh, I've had the opportunity to see you have like the intensity that kind of defines you towards, for example, working out mm, or mm -hmm. getting things done related to work. Also sometimes towards art, which is mm -hmm. 
a beautiful thing to have. For me personally, before researching this and the discussion we had about this topic, it would have been very difficult to actually notice that it was an actual issue. Why it's, you- it's just part of your personality. I assume it was what it was. And I never mm. felt like it was like, oh, it's something that, you know. disorder so nothing stood out to you like hmm she definitely functions in a lot different way than i do that isn't just a personality trait well that's the thing because because you would a normal person who would like a friend for example who have had the constant interaction with that person yes and they get to learn their quirks and their hangouts and all that Mm -hmm. They would just assume normally that it's like, that's just how that person is. Un- until you start putting names right. on on those behaviors right. or you start seeing the same behavior, same patterns on other people mm-hmm. who have already been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. You just assume that's just how that person is. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, Mark, Mark is always uh, right. a little bit obsessed with cleaning things up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't really know that might be just like obsession, a or different something. personality trait. Yeah, or that's just like that's just how that person even, is. Right, condition. Right. And I've heard I've heard about ADHD before, not really that much. I didn't through do my due diligence. Through what resources or through? Do you have Do you have any other friends or family members? No, mostly through spo- exposure from like TV shows and stuff like that. Mm. Who barely touched the subject, mm-hmm. mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, no, I haven't had anyone that has been diagnosed yet, at least. I see. Yeah. Um, I think because a lot of teachers are looking out for the symptoms of learning, learning disabilities or differences, if you will. That's how kids who are diagnosed early on are often uh, recognized to present the symptoms or parents, of course, you know, parents who have kids who have trouble in school, maybe they don't turn in their homework or they can't stay still. They seem to, um, go to school just and have the worst time grasping anything. But for people like me, I wasn't diagnosed until before university, so I believe af- wow. after I graduated high school. Um, so I, I just went through my high school career not knowing, not even knowing, you know, what was wrong with me. Yeah. Um, but I did, you know, looking back on it, I remember having such a hard time getting things done. And I still do. But I just didn't know why. Like, everyone is just flying through school, like, killing all these courses not really having to work that hard it seemed and a lot of my my friends who are good students as well they seem to just grasp things at a lot quicker rate than I could and to be honest I just I felt dumb in a lot of situations I felt like I like my IQ didn't measure up or I wasn't I didn't have the um strategies that other people did and I just didn't know what I was doing wrong Mm. um my mom would stay up with me to complete my homework to make sure I got that done and I would stay up until like one or two in the morning trying to get you know the typical weekly homework done sometimes wow 
And I didn't know any of my friends, like none of my other friends were doing that. So it just, it was really confusing to me and discouraging until my mom thought maybe, maybe Wendy has a form of ADD. And sure enough, we got, got me tested and my diagnosis presented mild ADD. I see. Uh, there are seven types of ADD. So with this diagnosis, um, it's not a one size fits all, like right. with many other conditions. If you want to check that out, you can uh, look up the Amen Clinic. Right. So Dr. Amen and his clinic have identified seven different types. And I'll just, I guess I'll just briefly read or tell you the seven types without going into much explanation. Yeah, if, if you want to uh, research a bit more please feel free to, there's a lot of uh, resources online that can mm-hmm. guide you to the right information or the people who would provide you that information. That's right. So the seven types of ADD are classic, inattentive, overfocused, temporal lo- lobe, limbic, ring of fire, and anxious. Wow. And after I just familiarized myself, my friend who also has ADD, she sent this Um, this website to me and I read through the categories and the descriptions and I actually I feel like I identify with four of those four out of seven of those very strongly is one of those the ring of fire not so like maybe a couple of symptoms (laughs) really that like (laughs) I knew you were gonna ask about that (laughs) that name just like sounded like something serious yeah Look it up. It is very interesting to see how different the brain yeah, functions. Yeah, defi- I definitely will. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I don't have that. I, there's a couple of symptoms that I can uh, identify with right. within that type, but yeah. I more strongly identify with the other what four. Would, what would you say is like the primary characteristic that defines your ADD? Oh, that's really hard. <sighs> primary i think i get overwhelmed really easily i see um if i have too much stimulation right if i hear like the slightest background noise music or a video playing i immediately turn my attention from what i'm doing to whatever that is uh that also goes for my emotions I think like I I can easily get overwhelmed in situations and feel feel things very intensely. Right. So that's I guess that would be the primary characteristic. Well, that should have been a big hindrance in your in your in your school years, I would assume. Yes. Fortunately. Yes. Yeah, especially at my school where the discipline wasn't that great. And yeah. I was trying so hard to fit in as a high school student. And I was trying to, you know, chat with my friends during school, during classes when I shouldn't have. There's a lot of things that could have been controlled if I yeah. had known. Yeah. I needed special, a special um, behavioral th- plan yeah. or work more closely with the teachers. Is, is your sister also suffering from that? No, my sister is not. Yeah. Um, she's never been tested and that's because she doesn't 
she doesn't present any symptoms. It doesn't symptoms. So show any symptoms? No. Yeah. Was no. it very stark, the difference in between how you guys performed in school? That's a really good question. Um, for her, I think we've mentioned, I've talked to you about this. Yeah. But for her, she's just a really quick learner yeah. and she tends to do things and just get them, gets them done. Yeah. Uh, she'll sit down and then just finish something. Whereas I am very meticulous. I'm more meticulous and I get kind of caught on the details that I, it just takes me so long to complete things unless I'm super into it, which is the over-focus type of yes. ADD, where if you're really into something, say like playing the violin, or for me, if, you know, the painting that I made you for your birthday, I was very, very hyper-focused on that because I was so interested in it. And, um, that's something that I can. Yeah. And it can play to your advantage right. because yes, Jesus exactly. Christ, that is a work of art. Oh, thank you. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's a disorder and there's a negative connotation that comes with that word. Yes. But I've learned to recognize my condition as something that's unique to me. Yeah. Something that's a big part of my life and yeah. who I am. Yeah. And it can be a gift. Like you said, it's. Oh. It can be an advantage. Yeah. I think it, it all depends on what kind of spin you give it. Mm -hmm. Because you can either accept it as a unchangeable reality of your life and let it take complete control over. Or you can take responsibility over making it a positive force in your life mm -hmm. and then empower yourself. That's right. And I consider myself to be very lucky because although I did not get diagnosed until after high school, a yeah. lot of people, there are people who have waited until well into their 40s or even later and they don't even know what's going on, like why they can't get it organized. That's a big yeah. thing in ADD. Why they have a hard time listening to their spouse when they have a conversation, why they keep misplacing their keys over and over again. So it all begins with better understanding yourself and that diagnosis or however you, you know, if you get a brain scan, if you take the test, the written test um, and the series of tests that I took. Once you know, I guess, put a label on it, you can really use that to your advantage so you can get the help you need. You can start right. working in your favor. Well, it's, I think for those people who really never get diagnosed, it's really difficult unless you get exposed and you have people in your circle that have some sort of knowledge or exposure mm -hmm. towards it to understand like, oh, this is not normal. Right, right. And yeah, because we don't have normal, typical brains. My brain looks a lot different than yours and it functions a lot differently, a lot more differently and... To understand that is a relief for me. Yeah. To know that I'm not just, I'm not dumb or <laughs> there's not something there. I mean, there is something wrong with my brain. It's just different. Yeah. But I don't like to, I don't I, like I to use that term. Yeah. Don't, don't say it's, it's wrong. No. Well, every brain is different. There's no specific, like, this is the, ideal brain mm -hmm. and everybody everybody should have that brain it's just every single brain is different 
And this I is think the ideal brain. Yeah. Everybody should have this brain. Yeah. It reminded me of your Trump impersonation. <laughs> yeah, this is my brain. Everybody says a, it's the best brain. brain. It's a, it's a, a brain. It. It's a really big. Yeah, everybody said so. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Um, once you know, then you can start working to improve the quality of your life and establishing yeah. habits and a lifestyle that will work for you. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing that I read about the uh, research that we did uh, on ADD and ADHD is that there are medications that can help you deal with it or be more equipped to actually have a normal life. There's no cure, but um, the best way to build a normal life uh, living with ADHD or ADD is to create a system or a set yes. of systems yes. that allow you to offload the work of your brain, mm -hmm. the work that usually short circuits your brain mm -hmm. to make it something that's like automatic. It's already mm -hmm. a habit, something that's pre-programmed, like written on a paper and you just follow the program. Mm -hmm. And that definitely helps you take that stress out of your mind. Right. Take that right. Uh, work out of and your mind. And it's it's good for anyone to do this. Don't yeah. get us wrong. But for people with ADD and ADHD, it's especially overwhelming in times of high pressure or if you just have a million things to do on your to-do list. To have a way to offload that, as Juan has said, is extremely important and it lifts a big weight off of your shoulders you just just to have it in your own writing i really recommend writing your schedule writing down your to-do list in your own writing it really helps you stay on task and schedule your day see what you have to do yeah and it helps you organize a lot better too so in all of these thoughts you already have a million thoughts floating around and you just don't know how to organize them that's what a lot of a us ADDers have trouble doing is where do we start? How do we, you know, how do we get all of these <laughs> thoughts? That's true. That's true. It's one of the things that a lot of successful people, the most successful people in the world do is mm -hmm. that they take all the mundane decision-making that's part of your life. Like, what am I going to wear today? Uh, what am I going to eat today? Uh, what time and have a lunch and all that mm -hmm. and they automatize it or program it or schedule it meticulously so that that effort is not part of the things that your brain needs to occupy that mm -hmm. itself in uh, and that way you can focus laser focus on the the things that are really important yes that really brings you to success yes because your brain might perseverate on what do i what do I have to do for lunch? Yeah. Like, what do I have to make? What do I have to get? What time do I need to eat? Even the most mundane tasks can turn into a huge ordeal for someone right. like me with a brain who's just all over the place. That's, That's right. just all over the place. So you're right. Yeah. It's really yeah. important. It's, it might be some, uh, it might be too much for some people. Like personally, I don't feel like organizing every single minute of my day makes me more productive because it just it, it makes me feel miserable mm, uh, knowing exactly what I'm going to do it's uh, it's not something that I feel comfortable with it definitely helps makes me 
uh, more efficient, mm-hmm. but it's not sustainable. Mm, I see. But for other people, if it works, go for it. Yeah, and it might not just because you do have ADD or ADHD doesn't mean that you have to map out right. every single hour, every single task of your day. But it's helping me in my recent scheduling. Yeah. And what I do is I give myself options like, okay, 12 o'clock, I could go out for a walk Or I could eat at that time. It depends, right? Or at three o'clock, I could start working on my startup work. um, Or I could paint a picture. It just, it's good to give yourself options, but to have that structure really, really helps just to kind of know what you have to do in that day. And I'm trying not to beat myself up if I don't get every single thing crossed off. I just, it just becomes a pending item that I move to the next day. Right. And uh, also, I think I would like to add that it's important to schedule also the leisure time. Schedule your time where you go and refresh your mind. Just go for a walk. Right. Especially now. Yeah. Reading time. Sleeping time, even sometimes. Just mm-hmm. if you're going to go to through the work of scheduling mm-hmm. all the productive work that you have to do, also put in there mm-hmm. the time where you're going to be just dedicating time to yourself. Right. Again, this might be overkill, but I even schedule, you know, the time I wake up to five minutes after when I make tea and I just smell the fresh if it, if it works coffee you, or tea yeah absolutely. yeah and it's something that i look forward to doing so i make sure to schedule those things that make me feel like getting up in the morning right. it's not just work check off this task check off the next task yeah. it's the everything in between too right. just to be a little bit topical but like how is the quarantine time now affecting your add that's a good question um Well, it's really hard because I don't have a set schedule that was determined by someone else. So I really have to put in the discipline, the self-discipline and uh, structure my own schedule. And I definitely have more freedom to do that. So I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time, which is so different from what I'm used to. Yeah, that's that's why I'm I'm curious because like this might be a nightmare scenario for a lot mm-hmm. of people with ADHD who right. are used to having a schedule. Right. Knowing where they have to go to work and where they have to be in a certain place. Now they have all this free time and they have no structure. Right. Well, um, you've I think you've noticed in the past few days like I've been hard on myself because I feel yeah. like I'm not getting anything done. Right. But some of those days you know hours days even are necessary for me to just reboot right and that's what you've helped me remember keep in mind um i am really appreciating the time that i have at home to spend with you and to get work that's more meaningful to me done yes but it's so hard to keep keep myself on task yeah Cause I just have like, I don't have that accountability. It's all on me. Yeah. And that's especially tough to keep myself on task. Like, Oh, I could go outside again or I could, I can distract myself from work by doing, you know, going to the kombini or whatever. Yeah. 
cooking something which has been really therapeutic to me. Yeah. I have a question for you. Right. Because you're a partner living with someone who has ADD. Right. Me. Yeah. That's right. I live with you. <laughs> that wasn't clear enough yet. <laughs> when did you actually, when did you know that I had ADD? When did you realize that? The moment you told me. So that was not very, that was not long ago. No, it wasn't long ago. It I wasn't, told you. it didn't come up in conversation when mm, we first met. Not, not that I can no, recall no. now. And to be honest with you, sometimes I forget that I have it. Mm. Especially now that I'm not medicating really? with pills. Right. With um I took Vivance yes. while I was in college. Now that I live in Japan, I just, you know, it was too inconvenient to get that medication sent to me yeah. for one. And it's very hard to get it in Japan. And I just decided that this is a good time for me to learn how to deal with it in a different way. So alternative treatment. Great. That's what I'm trying out now. It's really tough, yeah. but sorry. Going back to you, um, I wanted to I wanted to know if there's any pet peeves that you have, like, or anything that you notice that I do over and over again <laughs> that you're like, hmm, why does she always forget <laughs> okay. to do uh, this, or like, why does she always take so long to do someone's you know okay so you're, you're so trying to get me you're trying to put me in a spot now i'm just i'm everyone? curious okay because yeah. i can name a few what? things that i do of yourself yes oh interesting i want to hear that okay <laughs> well okay you first <laughs> <laughs> right okay so <laughs> i think i don't know if it qualifies really but uh Something I've noticed is that you tend to over-explain stuff when I do something wrong. Oh. So, for example, yikes. for example, let's say I am washing the dishes mm -hmm. and I put the plates in the wrong way, and you <laughs> notice, and then you tell me like, "No, no, you should put it this way." And oh. Instead of just letting. Like, leave it there. You explain me going. why that is the best way to put them. Okay. Which is, I mean, full disclaimer, it's not something, like, I I hate. Like, I okay. I, I appreciate the effort and, uh -huh. and the sentiment. But, you know, it gets old a little bit sometimes, you know? Right. No, I, I fully... I love you, baby. I understand why that can be really annoying. I do have a reason for that. And one of it can can be my ADD and just yeah. ruminating on that kind of thing that bothers me. Yeah. But the reason why I explain it to you after I kind of further that explanation is because I want you to know why I'm telling you that you should do something. I totally understand that. In it's a certain totally way, which, I, which, you know, I shouldn't tell you what to do. Yeah. But I just want you to understand why it bothers me. No, I, totally I don't want to just say why are you doing the dishes like that? And then walk away. I want you to know, you know, the spoons don't fit in there that well if you put them in upside down. If you put them right side up, then they dry better and it's easier to take them but, out. But if you grab them by the top part, that you way you get the part where you eat dirty. That's why you grab them under the, the neck. But then it's difficult to grab. It's not though for me. Guys, you see, you see what I mean? This is ridiculous. 
I thought we were coming to a mutual understanding. I, uh, we did, of course. Like, I do it the way you told me, and I, I know it makes sense. I'm just, yeah, if I'm you, just pulling your leg. <laughs> okay. See, yeah, he he started doing what I what I recommended. So I that means that he agrees. <laughs> As a recommendation, <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> Anything else? Strong recommendation. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, I want to know if you've noticed any weird or just peculiar things. No, no, not really. That's it. Um, I Don't mean, there real? might be other things, but I, I think it, like I can't. What about me misplacing about things or losing things or taking forever to get out of the house and you're like waiting outside for well, five minutes? <laughs> That's no, something no, no. that I notice. And it actually yeah. drives me crazy because I'm like he's waiting and he's he doesn't want to wait out there in the cold and now it's getting hot he doesn't want to wait out there in the hot but i have to like do something really quick <laughs> that i feel is <laughs> calling my attention <laughs> well we've been dating for more than a year now mm. and i've learned throughout my life that uh you have to accept things that you might not be very comfortable with people in order Except to live with the great things, like you have to mm. learn to value the great things about people and put them on top of the things that they don't, that you might not appreciate that much. Maybe their shortcomings, their or, shortcomings, or right. things that you, yeah, feel and like are a little like strange. your 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 virtues vastly outweigh everything else. So mm. I don't really pay much attention to that, but I do I do notice uh, that you tend to be very hard on yourself. I don't mm. know if that is ADD specifically. Like I've known a lot of people who are like that. It's just like you feel like you should be quote unquote normal, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and when you do these things, you don't feel normal. You feel like I'm broken. What is wrong with me? Oh. All this. Uh, but you know, like a lot of people feel and think this way. They just don't express it as harshly as you do sometimes. Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but I, like it doesn't bother me just sometimes it like I, it makes me feel bad for you mm -hmm. and i hope that you keep uh, working on it and growing and mm -hmm. learn to be more compassionate with yourself but mm -hmm. it's part of everybody right, right i never felt that was something particularly and particular in you right yeah i've i've been like that my whole life so yeah. It's something that I don't I don't know if it's directly associated with ADD. It might be part of it, but no. I think it's more to do with my personality. Right. And yeah, that's hard because maybe ADD plays into that and in that when I do something that when I make a mistake or when I am hard on myself, right. I tend to dwell on that and kind of go into a downward spiral and have a really hard time getting out of that mindset which I think that that aspect does does relate to ADD right being stuck having an especially hard time taking yourself out of the negative mindset yes. and kind of replaying those those negative thoughts yeah, yeah I think that's that's something that I I want to work on, but it's it's been a lifelong challenge. Something that I'm kind of recently aware of. Yeah. But I want to address it. 
I think one of the articles that I read kind of puts it beautifully. Uh, it's kind of like being on that on those wheels that hamsters are on. Yes. Where exactly you kind of have an initial thought and that gets the wheel going. And then you want to stop, but you're already on the wheel and the wheel has motion. It keeps you moving forward and pedaling on it because the momentum of the wheel doesn't stop right. unless you get out of the wheel, which is in your mind impossible. Right. So I understand personally also because I sort of sometimes have those issues, mm -hmm. those uh, hang-ups, I guess mm -hmm. a good way to describe it. And it's it takes work. It takes a lot of work yeah. uh, sometimes with a professional to learn how to deal with that. Right. Yeah. Right. So maybe, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably someone who's dealing with ADHD or ADD on a personal level, yes. or maybe your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. daughter, whoever, someone close to you in your life is learning to cope. So I think we should talk a little bit about how we can support each other in our relationship. Right. What do you think would be, I mean, for me, we, communication is key and right. learning to address my own issues and better communicate them to you. For example, when I feel overwhelmed or if I feel like I'm not grasping something, like I'm too distracted by another problem in my head or another mm -hmm. task that I have and you're you want to talk about paying bills with me but I'm not mentally ready or I'm not mentally there that's something that I need to learn how to better communicate with you yeah in our in our relationship we've learned how communication is such a great asset to mm -hmm. keep that um balance right emotional balance that uh helps you have a good relationship you know we definitely are still learning how to work with it like by no means are we experts on how to deal with ADD or ADHD but I think programming again going back to the previous talk that we had about structuring your your life right uh, also structuring the way you communicate can help where you can schedule times where you can talk with your with your partner mm -hmm. in a safe environment. Yes, and we're going to implement that yes. starting this week. Right. Can you tell them a little bit more about that? Oh, that I'm, was your I'm on idea. the process of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it was your idea, and I think it's a really good yeah. one. Well, I mean, I, I can't take the credit from coming up with it, but... Uh, Definitely, I feel that it's a great way to manage not only this kind of circumstances, but any communication issues Right. where any kind of behavior or aggravation that you feel or you perceive from your partner. If you can't talk about it at the moment, which mm -hmm. will be most of the times, you can then discuss it in a safe, again, in a safe environment, no repercussions uh you will be mentally and emotionally ready to discuss things at that time it will be like a like a 
uh, communication date, right? Yes. Ideally, you want to set the environment. You want to set the the mood. That it means is calming. no phones. You're not yes. watching Netflix. You don't have right. background music unless it's really chill. That's lo-fi, right. Lo-fi, you know, something that's not going to distract you no from distractions. each other. Yes. Having something that you enjoy, drink or whatever mm-hmm. with you. And it's just one-on-one, you, yes. you and the other person. Yes. And calmly communicating what the problems are or whatever came as a issue mm. in whatever time. And you'll find that it's much easier to control uh, your emotions and be more objective mm-hmm. with the other person. You won't feel that uh, that much attacked. Right. Right. Or target it, which is most of the problem sometimes when you have a communication or you have a discussion with someone else is that you feel personally attacked. Like you're, Especially it's not about wish. the problem, it's about me. Right. right. Especially when emotions are heightened and yes. you're in the heat of the moment. Which right. is why I'm a bit advocate of if the emotions are a bit uh, heightened, as you said, just sleep it out. Sleep uh, it off. Sleep yeah. it off. Yeah, uh, that's right. And talk about it the next day. Right. Yeah, I think it's um, very important for the person with ADD to take ownership because, yes, it's really hard having a brain that's wired differently than your typical brain. But you really need to learn how to deal with it and to better utilize your resources to communicate better with the people you want to stick around and not use it as a crutch. You not make excuses for yourself because it it's really hard. I get it, but it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. You're going to live with it and deal with it for the rest of your life. Yeah. As Juan said, there's no cure other than working with yourself yeah. to create your schedule to um, get to know yourself better. And I think that starts with self care. So you should take care of yourself. Your partner should take care of themselves and then meet in the middle and take care of each other. But if you're not taking care of yourself, then how are you supposed to take care of the other person? Right. That's just bad news for your relationship. So That looks like for us, um, giving each other space. And I know that's really hard to do, especially for people living in really small apartments. Um, You feel like you're constantly on top of that person. We're very fortunate to have a little more space, especially for Tokyo standards. Yes. But if that means someone goes out to get groceries and the other person stays here and does yoga or, you know takes yeah. a breather at least like 10 minutes of separation or um separate yourselves in different rooms and do your own thing yeah. for a little bit that's really good for for anyone yeah, you know as close as we are we yeah. both need our own our own space each person would have a different degree of uh comfort in terms of how much you want to spend time with the other person mm-hmm and it's important to understand and respect the other person's level yes. of comfort. Yes, set so those if the boundaries. The other person expresses that they need some sort of distance, right? right. Healthy distance, you know. Right. Uh, you should definitely encourage and uh, respect that. Right. Right. It's really important to set boundaries. Um, if I if I feel overwhelmed with 
my to-do list, then I want to be able to communicate with you. Hey, like I really want to Netflix and chill with you right now, but I would feel better if I got so something done X done. And then for me, that means that I should go into the office or have a set up the environment so I can get that done. Yeah. And then I have that incentive. Okay, after I finish this, then I can hang out with Juan. We can have yeah. a good time. And I'm not going to be distracted or I feel guilty yeah. about the pending item in my head yeah. and perseverate and, uh, on how bad that's making me feel that I'm not doing it. You know. Yeah. So also something that I've noticed is since you're so tech is your profession, yeah. Um, you are a master. It's a secret. Don't share it. <laughs> no. So f- I noticed that some things like, you know, mm, what's an example? If I don't know how to use GarageBand oh. and you do, then a, usually the, you're the person to set that stuff up. And that's the don't tell my grandma's example. <laughs> yeah. GarageBand. GarageBand. Yeah. The secret's out. Cat's yeah. out of the bag. Um. It's going to take you so much less time to figure that stuff out. I'm not the most tech savvy. So sometimes I'll lean on you to figure some stuff out. But I'm trying to be aware of that and figure stuff out before I ask you to make an honest effort before I'm like, baby, I need your help. I don't know how to do this. (laughs) I think I've been better at it, but I do notice that sometimes you'll just kind of take over because it's your, you know your comfort level and you know what you're doing. It's part of my personality, I would say. It's mm. it's not something that a lot of people appreciate because some people it, can clash. Yeah, some people that. will feel like I am intruding under or just taking over, like yeah. taking too much of the lead. I just I'm just a natural like helper. I've I've had to take care of three siblings. Yes. And uh they were very young and uh it's just part of my dna i think part of my personality where i just feel like yeah my upbringing too where i just feel like if someone is struggling with something Mm -hmm. and i can help i should Mm -hmm. and i don't really hesitate Mm. i i am asking more beforehand that's great uh, recently right uh, why are you doing that why are you doing that asking before you take charge because I want to respect the other person's liberty to figure things out by themselves. Yeah, because some people, I mean, I don't mind it so much. Like, I, I'm also the oldest, the eldest daughter in my yeah. family. So sometimes, like, I feel like I want to be more in control. And you're also the oldest sibling in your family. And maybe sometimes we clash in that area. And people can perceive that as being controlling. Like you wanting to help as being the control freak. But I'm trying, I realize our circumstances and sometimes like having ADD, I have such a hard time making decisions or just getting started with things and following through. But it's honestly, it's nice to yeah. have someone to lead, kind of guide the way. Yeah. I just don't want you to feel like I'm taking advantage of you. And I think it's very common in relationships where one person has ADD or ADHD yeah. to have this kind of parent-child dynamic, yeah. which is something that we've discussed in previous yeah. 
um, conversations. Which is which is why I think it's so important to have honest and like very earnest communications on any single thing that you feel it's important mm-hmm. because uh, that idea of like, I don't want to make you feel like I'm burdening you. Mm. doesn't even cross my mind. Mm. But if you express it, if you verbalize it, mm-hmm. then I can understand, understand why you hesitate sometimes. Right. And then I would say like, oh, baby, that's stupid. I don't, I don't even think about that. But, you know, it's, I totally respect your, your feelings and what you think. And, and, It has helped us uh, build a stronger bond. bond. Yes. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Shout outs to uh, Paul and Marilyn, the best parents. <laughs> My parents, not world. yours. <laughs> and Sorry. Lucia also, the best mom. Yes. Yeah. Um. Did you have any other questions for me as far as? How I deal with my ADD. Um, I I wanted to briefly mention some of the stigma related to the conditions. Oh yeah, we so could just talk to, about that. Yeah. Um, have are you familiar with some of the stigma? Not really. No. So oftentimes, people who deal with people who are around people with ADD or ADHD, whether they know it or not, yeah, they see these people as being lazy or careless like oh this person just never follows through or this person always shows up late they you know they lose stuff or they they don't seem to be listening those are some really common concerns and complaints from people who you know who are around Mm. and interact with these people with ADD and ADHD and it's it's really hard to explain yourself you know the first time that we recorded We tried, we attempted to record this podcast about this topic. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of freaked out because it's really my, I've only really explained air quotes, explained myself to someone a few times. I don't have people, I have a couple of friends who are exhibiting the same kind of struggles, but I felt a lot of pressure to have to explain my deal (laughs) to someone (laughs) who might not fully understand it right but i know that you don't judge me however there are people like teachers teachers you know they might perceive a student as being lazy or careless yeah i understand that and i i would say that one of the reasons why a lot of people uh teachers students anyone who would feel inclined to Uh, judge people that uh, display these kind of uh, challenges or behaviors is because we have been indoctrinated, educated to feel and like look down on people who have um, issues. Like if you if you watch movies from 10, 15, 20 years ago, you would see examples of like kids or people who have what you could easily identify like, oh, that's probably a kid who had ADD or ADHD. They don't label it in the movie. They don't, they don't actually address it. They just mock it. And that was thought to be acceptable. Oh, you know, little Bert, he's always <laughs> lazy and he's never, he's never good at school. He's, he's, he's slow. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like yes, a side a character, right? And mm-hmm. um, uh, you would just see like the, the main focus of the movie or whatever you were watching was just to follow this ideal main mm-hmm. character that you had. And these were just like dressings to show a more interesting portrait of the movie, right? Like displaying different kind of kinds of personalities and characteristics. Uh, but the problem is that a lot of people grew up understanding that this was just a lack of either commitment or discipline or whatever it is instead of an actual disorder or that's right. That's right. They, uh, medical issue. Right. They they so easily poke fun of at people who are different, seem right. slow, seem like they have a weakness of character yeah. or bad parenting, you know. Yeah. How, how the, the word retarded became a derogatory term instead, right. instead of actually what it was intended for. But it's a, it's an issue of society that I think that uh, we're still going to struggle with until we re-educate people to understand that. And bring awareness, yeah. right? Have more conversations like we are now. Exactly. It's not It's not something you can just work yourself out of. There's no right. cure. It's just you learn to live with it. Right. Exactly. Uh, do you have any more questions for me or well, for the audience? Yeah. Uh, I definitely want the audience, if you can, guys, uh, share your experiences. Like yeah. if you have any any... Uh, recommendations for other people in the uh, in the community. Any ideas? Any personal experiences? Anything? You can just share, share funny stories. Yeah, like, anything. I left my phone in the refrigerator and I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't find it for two days. I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to put the groceries away and I had no idea where I left that thing. That's right. <laughs> I've never um, done that before. Yeah, I I was. Wondering, like, if there's anything that you personally having the the firsthand experience of ADE as you want to, uh, in the future, become a parent, how would you deal with a kid who has ADE or ADE? Well, first of all, that's going to be... For both of us, but... Extremely hard because you're going to be living with two ADDers or ADHD. I'm going to ride that train. Very proud. Yeah. So, good question. I think if we see any symptoms, assuming that this is our child, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, <coughs> yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to say yes. Okay. <laughs> we see symptoms in this kid that kind of raise a red flag. I definitely want to bring that kid in and have him or her tested. Yeah. And just so we know how to better help them, her, and provide her a better quality of life and maybe invest in behavioral therapy, talk to the teachers so they better understand how to um, create equal opportunities for her at school. Um, I think I'll have a lot of understanding and empathy towards yeah. that kid because I went through that and I'm I'm still working through my own experiences as an ADD person. I think it's going to be very challenging because I for one I'm going to be struggling with it myself. But I really encourage anyone 
who has a child with that condition, with those conditions, to make sure they set up a schedule as we as we highlighted yes. throughout this podcast and to get outside to be active as a family yeah. to make sure that that kid has a hobby. Like it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a sport, but if you can implement some physical activity yes. um, into your kid's day and yeah. do it with the kid to make yeah. sure that it's a very normal um, lifestyle yeah. that can really help get all of that anxiety that comes that often comes with ADD or yeah. ADHD and um, make sure that that kid has an outlet. Yes. And so that means, you know, physical activity, of course, but also whatever the kid is interested in, make sure that you really hone those skills, give them the space to get really good and explore painting or music Something yeah. like that. I really want to support them in whatever they're really interested in and not force force them into something because that's just not going to end up well. Well, I think that the fact that you know exactly how ADD looks, right? Or ADHD. For me. For yes. me. I mean, it, it's very likely or it's very possible that our kid, if they have... ADD or ADHD, mm -hmm. it might be a different Type. flavor, yes. right? But it will be easier for you as a parent to identify. To empathize. Empathize, yes, of course, yeah. but also identify. Right. So it's, very, it's, much, it's much more likely that you would be able to diagnose it earlier. Mm, that's, already an, that's already an event. And um, be able to work with previous knowledge, that's really a... You know, a good, good way to start. And right? work with a team of therapists, of right. doctors, of teachers. Yes. It, in this time, you know, whenever you have a kid or family member, whoever, who's dealing with this, yeah. it's it's good to reach out to people, to have yeah. that community and work as a team. Because yeah. you yourself, you're not going to be able to come up with the perfect solution. Yeah. The perfect treatment. It takes a team. Yes. It takes a village to raise a child. Oh. Especially one with. A crazy brain like mine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> a crazy a, cool brain. It takes a big team. Yes. Yes. So if that if that happens, if that uh, if we do end up having a kid who has one of a brain of one of a kind like mine. A brain. A brain. <laughs> a, a I have brain. a brain <laughs> with I, a lot of words, they, the best words. They, they better have a brain bigger than what? You know, whose brain? Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not a big that's bar. Not a that's not a high bar to cross. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways, we really want to support anyone who's going through struggles now and yeah. after yeah, this whole course. pandemic ends. Uh, if you have any questions or if you have any advice or suggestions to share with the community, then yeah. we are open to that. I'm still learning so much about my brain yeah. and I really want to have more conversations with you so we can um, we can really strengthen our relationship and I can learn to communicate my heart better and kind of break 
the cycle of fixating on negative thoughts. Yeah. Um, I'm learning. It's a slow process, but it's definitely possible. And whether you are medicated or not, there are other ways there to complement that treatment, yeah. the main treatment, which might be medication. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very important to understand that you don't know, you don't have to rely completely or you shouldn't rely completely on just a medication. The biggest chunk of work should be on the work that you have to do with the person, understanding communication, re-education. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a battle that's totally worth fighting. Yes, yes. And it really helps to have a partner who's compassionate yes. and willing to learn, right. willing to listen and willing to learn and do their own research. Yeah. So for that, I really appreciate and love you. Oh, I love and appreciate you. Relationship podcast, yay. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I just want to say I'm very proud of myself for pretty much staying on track with this podcast. Yay. Like I, I didn't do too many like squirrel. Like, <laughs> where's my mind going? I, I think I did a, a good job. You did a great job. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. I'm really uh, proud of us. I'm really proud of us too. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. And we really hope that we can continue doing this for the foreseeable future. Yes. And once again, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And we really appreciate uh, your time. And uh, please, if you really find this uh, of value and... Amusing. Yeah, amusing. Please share with friends and families and look, neighbors and everyone in between. Look out for the next podcast and post. Yes. We'll be writing about and talking about sleep because I know that's something that people are having questions about yeah, at this time of the coronavirus. And we want to share how we are dealing with sleep issues right? and how... You might be able to find solutions. Yeah, to this is something problems. that I've been I've been researching for a while, and I really want to share because I personally value sleep very, very much, and I think it's of paramount importance for your health and your your psyche. And uh, yeah, uh, look for that post really soon in the future. Please visit our website universally.com and uh, look forward to talking to you in the next podcast yeah, the next podcast of don't tell my grandma and really don't 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 tell my grandma don't, <laughs> don't just don't ciao bye